Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Some ribald hijinks over this end of the table, chaps. Ribald! My knees are buckled! How many? (laughs) (laughs) My knees are buckled. Sowing the seeds of love, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's international time once again. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Ball's here. All right. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Everybody wants to rule the world. And Pete Donaldson. A ship called Dignity. Welcome, everybody. Ah, oh, there's no tears for fears here, is there, Luke? I missed the sort of tears for fears thing, and then you guys both mm. chipped in, and I feel like I've missed out. Mm. Just right. give, him a, give him a shout. I have given you another. I mean, mine, <laughs> I mean, oh, there you go. Mine wasn't a tears for fears song, but no. it was that kind of uh, time that era. and space. Yeah, yeah. Was yours Deacon Blue? I think it might have been, yeah. yeah okay. no. He's a brilliant DJ, isn't he, LP? So, yeah, doesn't know it's what that era. It's not his era. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. I wasn't, you know, you, you Corpus Mentis. You play those tunes. Coming up, Stairway to Heaven, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. It is. Just, they're both Come along. On. Grow up. Oh, man. Well, yes, uh, a blistering weekend of international action. A blistering weekend of nil-nils. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> Goose got, eggs. Goals are a bonus. We've sometimes. got about one goal to talk about, I think. Football went to the shops and came back with a massive pack of goose eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Dearie. I mean, we start with Northern Ireland, don't we? Yeah. They won't be in Russia. Gutting. Great shame for the Northern well, Irish. Even that shouldn't have been a goal. Uh, well, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They might be in Russia, but they won't be competing. No. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing to stop them going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apart from a, a, a complicated set of visa requirements. <laughs> <laughs> An unnecessary... Uh... I, I was watching the second leg of Northern Ireland v Switzerland in Switzerland, uh, and I was f- almost as fuming as Jerry Armstrong. Jerry <laughs> <laughs> Armstrong was uh, pulling out some choice quotes. Uh, everything that Switzerland would do, and he was <laughs> criticising. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I love it. Someone like Jerry Armstrong, he's obviously commentates on Spanish football for a while. Mm. And... and it would be probably quite impartial. I'm not aware that he has a particular allegiance to a Spanish side. Neutral, even. Mm. Yeah. Yes, well. Yes. Neutral, even. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, just like this Smith. Um, but uh, when he comes to Northern Ireland, he's like, right, all in. You know? <laughs> yeah. It would be like me if I commentated, I think. Yeah, like, yeah you got this. Yeah. And suddenly England come along. Well, you, like Jonathan Pierce in Pe- 1995 or whenever we came onto our screens. <laughs> Listeners obviously won't know this, but you, you do the World Cup ones shirtless. Yeah, sometimes. Paints himself. Jerry Armstrong, the, the reason he's doing Spanish football anyway is because he spent two years at Real Mallorca, isn't it? Which is like a weird sort yeah, of thing a, to think strange of. Strange thing for your CV yeah. to but be he, so successful. He was absolutely beside himself mm. with um, some of the Swiss players, as I was, to be fair. I watched that view, Marcus. You were very annoyed. Time. You were very angry with uh, the Switzerland performance. Why was that? Why did it anger you so much? Well, because it, in, in the second leg, I'm, I'm talking about the second leg here. Yeah. The first leg, I only saw <clears throat> highlights and um, about 48 replays of that penalty decision. Mm. <laughs> um, but the second leg, particularly in the second half, I just thought Switzerland completely shit themselves mm-hmm. and resorted to the worst sort of tactics ever. And you're used to the... You're used to teams doing that when they're playing against a better team but mm. Switzerland were the better team mm. and I thought I just found it a little bit galling that they were I mean Licksteiner who do you remember Stefan Licksteiner Marcus in their Champions League game for, for Ju- Juventus against Juventus. Celtic making a complete ass of himself I'm fairly sure he did that so he's got form for this mm. um, he was embarrassing himself as was uh, Granit Xhaka whole new person responsible yeah, for that he, he will do that and um, Seferovic as well and oh. I, just, I just thought come on You've got, <laughs> that's it. Come on. The pitch, the pitch was a bit of a leveller, but you're the, be, you're the better side here. You should be able to, to get through this. And they just completely lost their bottom. They did mm. get through it, though. Mm-hmm. They have, did get through, yeah. Have Northern Ireland maybe been a bit of a victim of their own success, though, <clears> in that you know, teams are going to try and sort of neutralise them rather than go at them and attack them? Because well, you know, we, we've seen how they, they can pull it out of the Switzerland are nothing if not neutral. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with Switzerland, they, they, they won the first leg 1-0. You know, mm. They did. Uh, oh, you said the Swiss, not the Smiths earlier on. Yeah. I got confused. Oh, you said, right. I thought you said the Smiths. No. Yeah, no yeah. Just <laughs> they, they won't be anywhere near the World Cup. Yeah, or each other. It's because the Tears for Fears and Fears Deacon Blue Chat. Yeah, I, was, I, thought, I thought we were on, on music time. You're on that road. <laughs> I, I mean, to, to sum up the first leg and, and, the, and the particular incident, I think Granit Xhaka summed it up quite well when he said, I don't know why it's such a big topic or why there's such a big discussion around it. I think we should leave it. Do something on the field, mate, and we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I suppose... You be... benefited from it, though, Granite. Yeah. Being you handsome, sexy bastard. Being completely even-handed, I suppose, Northern Ireland can't expect to go through if they don't score a goal across the two legs. I mean, there is that. That's, that's, that's a part of it. Yeah. They yes. had some decent uh, kind of shots, Oh, the last, the last... That Johnny Evans header oh, at the end. I love that to go on in. <gasps> I love right that sort of goal in the line in the last minute. So and Northern Ireland be gloriously knocked out in extra yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> O'Neill from a saying, bad penalty decision. Um, <laughs> O'Neill was saying after the game, wasn't he? He was saying we should be playing extra time now. We should be playing extra time, and it's kind of like 
But that, these decisions happen. You know, yeah, England I, have had a few decisions. You know, Ireland, obviously, the Thierry Henry on board. It is a sick name. Is, really he, having, is. is he having, like, brain extra time? He's going, we should be playing extra time here, and yeah. we've just scored, and we're in the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <Hooray>. Contract extension. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the heat of those moments, though, you players and managers have to be allowed to vent like that. Yeah, yeah you've got to be so, so wound up. It must be so frustrating. So, like, you, what you're seeing is a quite rare thing of someone not accepting... The, the bare truth that's in mm. front of them because of that sense of injustice. I, I don't know yeah. if I can well, think of. Enough. I don't know if I can think of a more strength sapping pitch to play extra time on as well. Yeah. that pitch was in an absolute state. Like, really you, um, I think somebody mentioned it on the Football Rama forum a, a few weeks ago. The when Chelsea were having their um, pitch relayed in the nineties, late nineties, I think it was. Yeah, um, and it was just like a, a mess. Potato field. It was like they just chucked sand everywhere, yeah. and it was like playing on the beach. It was so weird. So, some of those pitches back in the day, they were really hard and bobbly and. Mm. Like, August, and then towards the middle of the Christmas period, they were just dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end of the season, they were completely bereft Ruined. of any sort of grass. Yeah, yeah. 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 What well, uh, was it? Fabian Shah who could have been sent off for the two footed challenge yeah. on Stuart Dallas. The yes, whole, yeah, yeah. A nasty one. I, th- I think he's quite a good player, Shah, from what I've seen of him. I, was, I think I was touting him for the last time the World Cup was around. Yeah, his, his career's not got quite gone through the stratosphere that I expected. But he was, you know, he was that will happen when I tip a player. Indeed, so, yeah. so it is. But he, he was fortunate with that one. But the thing is, with with the goal going in uh, in the first leg. That, that, I think that's the problem, isn't it, Luke? That if, if Northern Ireland could have nicked a winner, a bit like you know, at the time of recording, the second leg hasn't happened between um, Sweden and Italy. But but that you know that's what they wanted really to nick a winner well, any, by any means necessary, course. get a deflected winner, and then go there and, and then shut up shop. But it was always going to be so different, a difficult rather for Northern Ireland, and it is a great shame that they're not mm. there. Well, for, for for all Northern Ireland's heroics under Michael O'Neill, for how well they did in the Euros and all the rest of it, and to even get into a playoff um, for this is is pretty good. Yeah. Of course, you can't you can't sort of deny that. But what they need to get through against a team like Switzerland, who are a better team than them, um, they need a bit of luck. Mm-hmm. Bit of a rub of the green, um, nick nick something as you said. They maybe even go through on penalties or something like yeah. that. But the the way that they conceded that penalty, which wasn't a penalty to anyone looking apart from the referee, um, would have been so difficult for them to lift themselves, especially mm-hmm. as it came in the home leg. If the, if the away leg was first and they and they conceded that penalty in the in the first leg, but that was away and they lost one nil away, they'd be thinking, well, that's not so bad. Yeah, we can lift ourselves and we have got the crowd behind us. But I think that just took the stuffing out of them and, and it made yeah. it very difficult. Do, do you wonder if maybe they actually made a bit too much of it themselves? I don't want to sound like I'm sort of trumpeting what what Granite Xhaka said, but the, the whole narrative and from mm. from the post match comments from the players and from Michael O'Neill as well was about that. Mm. And obviously, clearly, the, it did play into their minds. So you you know you're adding an obstacle in a sense. They, they, named, they named VR VAR up front for them, so you know you're not going to score any goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, they mate, loved it so much I know what you mean Jim because you can get bogged down by that and feel hard done by yeah. it but you can, you can get bogged down in that pitch Marcus well you certainly right. would Peter but as uh, as Neil Lennon quite, uh, quite rightly said you know you and, and, and he'd know you can uh, you can use that anger and turn it yeah, into an exactly. energy and I thought and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Northern Ireland were the, be- the better team in the second half of that mm. second leg but mm. having said that Apart from that Johnny Evans chance, which really, I mean, the guy is in that position for a reason. He's always going to clear that off the line. Yeah. It wasn't a, a heroic no, no, no. clearance. It, it looked better because he was sort of leaning backwards and, and fell it was absolutely on net. Knackered, yeah. <laughs> um, but they didn't really create a huge amount of chances despite their dominance in that second half. You know, mm. it was very difficult for them to, to for example, because uh, Switzerland had a load of their own chances, but it was difficult for Northern Ireland to maintain or Im- sort of implement a really fast counter-attack because the pitch was so bad anyway. Yeah. So you mm. can you can knock the ball about all over the place. Because Stephen Davis is a really good player at mm. turning defence into attack. One, one of the better players I've seen doing mm. that. 
Um, he's, he's done that for years in the Premier League. But on that sort of pitch, very, very difficult. And you're relying on probably a long ranger from someone like Chris Brunt, really. Yeah, and also I think the, the, the yeah. thing now as well that's so difficult for, for Northern Ireland is you look at players like Aaron Hughes and, and Gareth McCauley. They're, you know, they're unlikely to be around for the next qualifying campaigns, you would think. So like, where do, how do you pick yourself up from this? You know, it's, it's, it's such a mountain to then climb. And like, mm. O'Neill's probably looking at this thinking, do I stay on? It's being, um, it's being linked to Sunderland. Which reminds right. me of when the North Good Korean Lord. manager was like sent down a mine or whatever it was after the World <laughs> Cup. Seems very unfair. Aaron but, Hughes is re- astonishingly old. I mean, I think he retired from international football about no, five years. No, ago. he's in, in, seven, in the seventies. He's, reti- he's retired completely from from, yeah. from the workplace, and, uh, <laughs> and they brought him back in. You know, yeah. yeah when they you said, want your benefits, <laughs> yeah, you want your bus pass. But Michael O'Neill kind of like took those players that were getting a bit older and went, "Oh, just give us a few more seasons. Give us a couple Course, more seasons." Yeah. And, and, and they've done really well and and he should be um, setting a sight a little higher than, than Sunderland I think in their shouldn't present, be all Peter in their yeah. present yeah. state shouldn't Sunderland yeah well <laughs> indeed yeah well he, although there's, there's talk of maybe the, being the next Scotland manager or something like that but you are right about this Northern Irish side you, you would say in its current form Certainly, a, a, a few players, the aforementioned ones, they've, they've come to the end of their international yeah. career. It's the end of the cycle, and, yeah. and I think that's the, that is the real shame. It's it's there's a hint of, if you will, uh, Atletico Madrid's second Champions League loss in in the final against yeah. Real Madrid. Do you know what I mean by that? When you just think the joker got a bit too far, <laughs> <laughs> the, ch- the chance is gone. The now. chance yeah. is gone. You know, and with Northern Ireland, look, they got to the European Championships last time round, and they won their group. So that was phenomenal, and and, mm. and Michael O'Neill's done a wonderful job, as we know. But and, and, the, Northern this Ireland, was... and the Northern Ireland um, uh, setup should be, you know, breaking the bank to keep all of them yeah. like, for the next contract, and and and, and they may well, but. It was like you get to the Euros and then get to a World Cup and then you can all go, right, now we can rebuild and so on. Yeah, and yeah. they just failed. And it was uh, an incorrect decision that handed the penalty. Now we know chaos theory can come into it. So you yeah. start saying, oh, well, if that didn't go in, blah, 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 blah. But, but that's the real sickness, isn't it? Mm. They, they, that was a terrible decision. Switzerland are there. Uh, Northern Ireland aren't, but Northern Ireland didn't score a single goal across yeah, 100 I, I, minutes, I so. think the the better team won. Not on the, maybe not, well, perhaps on the basis of the two legs, but I think in general... The, yeah. the, the better team is, is going through. And, of course, they're, they're joined by Croatia, of course, who um, took uh, care of Greece quite handedly. Um, but we'll move on to England, who are also there. Bindaloo! <laughs> England qualified Bindaloo, with a credible draw. I can't believe this early that's in the day, Luke. That's yeah. how straight into the, the knockouts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a, a clean sheet against the world champions is always pleasing. Yeah. yeah. First nil nil draw at Wembley for seven years, apparently. Yeah. Oh, really? Incredible stat, mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Another stat for you, you know, is how bad that, England um, According to Opta, the draw meant that both teams, England and Germany, of course, against each other, stay on 13 wins. Yeah, the amount of times they've played each other. So both sides have 13 wins against each other. So, so it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, the same, same. We're same. roughly as good as each other. Same, yeah. same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> Trophy cabinet-wise. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually it. thought England gave a good account of themselves. And, yeah. and um, a lot's been made, well, all weekend really, about Ruben Loftus-Cheek and how good he looked. I agree. I think he looked very graceful and very at home there, mm. really. Um, Gareth Southgate's most um, informative comment, I would say, was that he did say that he thought Germany... Had another gear to go to, mm. and he, I don't know if he thought that England that with that line up there necessarily did. But having said that, Germany, I don't care what anyone says, and I'm not going to get jingoistic about it and talk about how you know, it's a big rivalry or whatever. Germany don't want to lose to England. No, they, they're no. not going. If England scored early, Germany would have gone into that gear, and then mm. we would have seen a little bit more about it. Um, but and also the the loss of confidence to lose against England. Yeah, oh, it was oh, devastating I for mean, every team <laughs> because that you know we we say often on this show, and it's it's quite widely known that you know we have a huge rivalry with Germany, but Germany think that's quite funny. 
But that in itself is kind of why they don't want to lose to us. Yeah. We want to sort of preserve <laughs> that. Joke. So we don't justify ourselves. Yeah, yeah. quite. But yeah. It also, as well, I think you could see when Germany countered that, you know, they, were, they would shift slightly towards that gear. Mm. You know, they were just a bit slicker and a bit pacier. Yeah, they, they, they certainly know what they're going to do. And, and, and as uh, I think you said, Luke, and as many people have said many times before, when Germany gets to the tournament, they'll be OK. But it was encouraging from England. It was a little bit more optimistic because you look at that England side and you think, well, there's a couple of people starting the game for the first time, Pickford included. England are depleted. Uh, England, as we know, aren't that good as well, lest we forget actually to put in a performance which which wasn't too shabby. And Loftus Cheek, you know, nutmegging one of the German yeah. players. You no, thought I mean, yourself, turn as well. I, 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 but take your chance. I think that's the thing. Take your <laughs> chance because a number of uh, England players, it's easier said than done, uh, of course. Go there and, and perhaps a little bit inhibited by the shirt, a little bit intimidated by the whole thing. Or sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, people can have a bad game or playing for England, maybe you're not in your position or the opposition running rings around you or whatever. But what was nice to hear is one or two of those players going, oh man, I just I couldn't believe it. Going out for England at Wembley, it was fantastic. Jack Cork was well made up. And mm. So was were... Abraham, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. And so Trippier is really prescient to play for England yeah. as well. Well, Trippier is pushing for the squad for the, for yes. the World Cup. 100%, yeah. And I, one of the observations um, I sort of made based on that game on Friday night, was almost thinking about Harry Maguire and thinking about Jordan Pickford, both who looked really good. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that defensive players at top clubs don't don't have to defend as much. They don't have to defend for a large period of the game. So someone like John Stones isn't going to have to defend for the whole game Mm -hmm. because he plays for Man City. Harry Maguire, a lot of the time, will defend for quite a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. And Jordan Pickford will as well, or he has been more traditionally in his his career. He's been busy, isn't he? Yeah. So, (laughs) So is it not a bit more beneficial for England going into a tournament who at some point are going to come up against a really good team and, and probably in the group are going to come up against at least one good team. Mm-hmm. Um, is it not better for us to pick players who are used to defending solidly and the concentration and the effort that takes for 90 minutes um, alongside someone like Stones? So Stones is the, is the ball player, is the, is the graceful defender and all the rest of and it. And did play for mm-hmm. other sides previously Quite, before Man City. But, but if, we, if, we, if we put defenders around him, and the keeper near him that can, is used to is used to, to, to making saves and, 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 and making interventions and all the rest of it over and over again for the old ninety. That might suit us better. Yeah, I think that's an sort ex- of all hands really on point. deck kind mm, of mentality. Yeah. Absolutely, because, because you know we've talked before yeah. on this show about how the goalkeeping role, for example, for someone that David De Gea at Man United maybe is a bit more. He's a fantastic keeper at everything. We know that, um, but concentration is more important probably because. Or someone like Ederson is bought the feet, concentration, distribu- distribution. Whereas someone like Pickford has made his reputation really, but just by making save after save after save, yeah. which is what England England at some point, probably more than once, if they're lucky, are going to have to play a back to the wall type of game against a team in the World Cup. So it's, it's worth thinking about someone like Harry Maguire, and we take the mick out of those types of defenders being a bit sort of last ditch and a bit sort of muddy shorts. We haven't got a Baldini mm. or a Costa Curta. Mm. We, we're not. We, we don't need those types of players at this also, point. Also, as well, we've been saying, we've been you know making those you know jibes in the time of a of a back four rather than a back five, or certainly rather mm-hmm. than three centre backs. And you actually you know having at least one of those in there just just covers you a bit more, doesn't it? Well, so I was talking. Um, was it you? I was talking about the formation of like England to play, and I think <clears throat> they're better suited playing three at the back of wing backs just with the players they've got. But I we, agree. Was it you saying four three three or someone else? Three four three is okay, right? Yeah, but I, th- no, but I would say that Southgate is clearly going to play with the back three. Mm. But I think you make excellent points there, Luke, about some of the personnel England should choose because it, 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 perhaps in previous tournaments you think, oh, we'll play the best players uh, or we'll play the players who are playing for the big clubs and so on. But actually, yes, yeah, someone like Harry Maguire, 
he's thinking to himself, oh, yeah, I know how to play like this. Joe Hart yeah. will get the practice, let's make that very clear. <laughs> yeah. this say, that is true. Joe but Hart maybe is the But Joe Hart doesn't use the practice. Not to his right, he doesn't. What I would say with Love to Shake, it was very impressive, but I did see a little bit of Matt Letizia's England career in him in that he takes his foot off the gas a lot. Like, and he just so I'm not you to follow negative. No, 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 but he's, that, he's a, a spectacular negative. No, no, but he's a, he's, he's a classy footballer and, and he is going to get roasted if England uh, turn in a poor performance, which they've got in their locker, obviously, and he does the same things that he did uh, and they don't come off. He's going to get absolutely roasted, Matt Letizia style, uh, which will be a shame, enjoy- but I just worry. I think, it. wasn't Letizia, the, the, you know, the criticism of Letizia more about his work rate than his, you know, than Yeah, his but if you look at the, the way, the way that he no but the way that um, Loftus-Cheek will just stand around and wait to receive the ball it shows supreme confidence and being relaxed on a big stage but I do worry that the press will murder that lad but they're different they're different players and playing different positions yeah I know but I'm still like (laughs) the way that they the way they actually perform Mm. is is the same Peter you enjoyed Eric Dyer's performance I did enjoy Eric Dyer's performance he pulled the strings Mm. very very yeah I I, I think he was good as well crucial player he's tough and also it's, it's good to give someone like Eric Dyer experience of captaining the side just because you know when it does get to the World Cup and you do have that backs-to-the-wall kind of um, uh, performance that I'm going to say I hope we're going to need, as strange as that sounds, because it will mean we've come up against someone good and got out of the group, hopefully. Um, you need lots of players that have experience of leading. Yeah. Isn't it funny with Eric Dyer, how, like we talk a lot about how we, we want some of our English players to experience playing overseas to give them a bit more uh, technical-minded, a bit, bit more of a different approach. And Eric Dyer spent, I think, nine or ten years in Portugal. Yeah. He's the most English player you've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, like, it's ironic, really. But um, I, I, the under Loftus cheek thing, that sort of game and that sort of appearance and debut is the sort of thing that will break you into a squad. Mm. You, you can't, you know, you've got to take your opportunity. And we were talking a bit before we came on there about Danny Drinkwater and about this difficulty about whether he's going to he's going to make himself available or not because he doesn't think he's fit and he's had injuries. He he was, I know I say this all the time, but he was excellent in the, against the Netherlands in the friendly before all the tournament and he was ignored. So I wonder whether <clears throat> they're going to make that same decision with Loftus-Cheek. It'll be interesting to see how that manifests itself over the over the remaining friendlies we've got. Yeah. We'll see how he does for the rest of the season, of course. Yeah, quite. of course. Yeah, yeah. D- Dyer also said that you know it's, it's important to not get carried away about Loftus Cheek, and, and a, a player coming out and saying it's important not to get carried away about an England player is very much part of the process of getting carried away about an England player. <laughs> yeah, now, <isn't> yeah. <laughs> Jesse Lingard should have won it for England. Oh, he should have. <laughs> was that an easy, as, easy, as easy as a chance? As you I, saw? I, I've seen England players do way worse of that. That was like you know fall on your ass and slip and miss the ball completely. Oh, for it's, me. it's, it's it was it's still no, a great chance. Like, though. It came well, in quite quickly, though. It did, no, it did, I'm not saying. I'm surprised he got a shot off. That's all. It's a very un-England shot to take. I think, <laughs> even though I did go. Well, so your ball. expectation would have been him to miss the ball. Yeah, completely, completely so, miss the ball. <laughs> lend it on his about, ass, and people got oh. From about eight yards out, two yards off the small box. Yeah, the ball comes to him, and he's not marked, and, Look, and he it, can have a not, swing. Not everyone is Marcus Speller. That's, that's true. <laughs> Thank you for that. Prefer that on your right or your left? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'd probably done a diving header. <laughs> a, teddy, a Teddy Sheringham easy, easy peasy but I'm going to be at the Brazil game tomorrow night and I believe you are too Mark so we'll, we'll, oh. we look forward to that 7-1 uh, shellacking that do, we get there do you think um, Loftus Cheek will get a go at that quite possibly Jim well England have called up confidence at this early stage England have called up Dominic Solanke and Lewis Cook Angus Gunn was called up to replace Jack Butland last week. Lovely to um, see. Yeah. When's that skullet coming in? Come on. <laughs> His hair's too rich and too thick. When's it? it coming in? I thought he was going to go and uh, 
declare himself for Scotland. <laughs> but obviously not, because his father obviously played in goal mm. for Scotland. Um, Solanke was awarded the player of the under-20 uh, under sorry, World Cup when England won it. And Cook was the first England captain since Bobby Moore to lift a World Cup trophy for England. Do you think Southgate's <laughs> got them in? I see what you've done. Do you think Southgate's got <laughs> them in? I see you, no, Marcus Speller. He's moving on. He's moving on. <laughs> Do he's you? No, I'm staying there, actually, because I wonder <laughs> if Southgate's got, got them in. And people are thinking, why have you got... And he's gone... Um, can everyone gather around and listen to, uh, to to Dominic and Lewis? Chaps, explain to the lads how you win a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this, what are they doing it? They've got World Cup. This, this is, a, to me, a fascinating couple of decisions because Southgate got a lot of press um, last week. So I don't know how you get in the England squad if you don't get in the Arsenal team. Read Jack Wilshire. Yeah. With Dominic Solanke, and I know Lewis Cook has played a lot, but Dominic Solanke isn't, isn't a guy who starts every game for mm. Liverpool, shall we say. But I suppose the difference being that Southgate wants to look at younger, improving players who've had success at youth team level, whereas Wilshire, I think he feels like, we know what he can do, we know mm-hmm. what he's all about, mm-hmm. we don't need to test him, we just need him playing at his top level before yes. he can be considered. So I think before people jump on the fact that he's been a bit hypocritical there, I think that is an important distinction to, 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 to draw. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, there are suggestions that Southgate might put his team through a mock penalty shootout at Wembley yeah. in a friendly before the tournament. Well, apparently Sven thought about this when England played Jamaica before the 2006. We'll have it, we'll have it against out. Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got, we've got Italy um, at Wembley in March. Do it then, because they'll play for penalties. Yeah, <laughs> even, even in a friendly. Do it then. I don't That's know, true. If, if, uh, based on their game against Sweden, I don't even know if Italy will turn up for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's against the Netherlands as the other one, maybe yeah. against the yeah. Netherlands. Yeah. They'll be up for that. They're always up for a bit of mad stuff. Is it, is it, would it not be a bit embarrassing, though? Would, would squads from around the world be, be tuning Massively in to watch us brick it in a penalty? <laughs> what happens if they lose it? Yeah. <laughs> if they lose it? Yeah. Double jeopardy. I saw, I saw, I think it was Michael Cox tweeted today that England's record at winning penalty shootouts is 17%, which I think is the worst in world football. I think it's yeah. one out of eight. Right. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? But also, I mean, maybe that's the, the idea of it, is to, to get them to practice losing a penalty shootout so they know what it feels like. Gareth knows what it <laughs> feels Gareth like. Gareth can tell them all he's about trying, that anyway. Exactly, he's trying to prepare them for it so he's it's not as bad. Advert. It is incredible, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't like the, the chat that um, Joe Hart might be recalled. To mm. me, Joe Hart is a third of the keepers now. Mm. Do, I think, though, do you think that's just to not destroy his confidence? Completely. I mean, has that not already is gone, Jim? Is it possible to destroy Joe Hart's confidence? But Jim, no. if Joe Hart, if Joe Hart doesn't make the England squad, I expect to see a ten-minute interview with Joe Hart about how he's taken it on the chin. It's not yeah, good enough. And it's, yeah, which is basically a stopping standards trade. of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Southgate did say uh, that the goalkeeping department have six months to show them, show him at what mm. they can do. It's like a department in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that, that might get us to a penalty show. I mean, I can't even find it. Which door is it? Well, it is the season for John Lewis, and they like a department. They do. Um, yeah, so because you've got a few keepers to choose from, obviously Butland we think probably would be the number one. Pickford, yeah. but Fraser Forster as well. For, I don't know about Forster, and Angus Gunn. I think Fraser Forster's time is probably probably done for England if Angus <laughs> Gunn is getting called up instead of him. But he's not going to play Gunn now in, in this game. Well, if he I'm, hasn't got Butland, I'm thinking. I just think Tom Southgate is probably looking ahead at the World Cup, thinking Tom Heaton. I might need Joe Hart. I oh. absolutely might. So to not play him here will will send a message that might destroy his confidence and actually affect me later if I have to pick him. Mm-hmm. For me, that's. The, that's the only reason you'd play Joe Hart and not give picks. Joe Hart with a point to prove is the oh. worst Joe Hart. Exactly. I, Tom Hayton. Hayton. I agree, but well, I think right. that's the logic. <laughs> Everyone's ignoring you, but you're right. The reason, the reason <laughs> Angus Gunn was called up is because Tom Heaton has dislocated his shoulder, isn't yeah. it? Hasn't he broken his finger? I thought he broke his finger. Both at the same time. He dislocated <laughs> his shoulder by uh, breaking his finger. He was pointing at his shoulder going, this hurts and this yeah. hurts and this hurts. <laughs> yeah. You broke your finger. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to relocate his shoulder. Got, it, <laughs> yeah. got his finger caught in it. <laughs> Get them all in. Get them all Get in. Get them all in. Uh, former England assistant manager and penalty misser and scorer Stuart Pearce is back in business. 
David Moyes brought him in and Alan Irvine, of course, to the yeah. West Ham fold. Band back together. He's not a punk. He's been, he's been in business the whole time because he's been, uh, yeah. worryingly, he's been defensive coaching Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm quite, are you, are I'm you quite sad pleased. he's gone? No, I'm quite pleased okay. he's gone, yeah. Okay. Is that coach defending or clearances? It was, he apparently, <laughs> Kenny, he's friends with Kenny Jackett, Portsmouth right. manager. Kenny Jackett said in the local newspaper over the weekend, I think, that... Um, we needed more help coaching one-on-one situations defensively, and so he got Stuart Pearce in. Mm. There you go. That's basically But was he getting paid, though? That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It might surprise you to know that I'm not really across that. What, Portsmouth's finances? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who is? No. Who's got the qualifications for it? <laughs> Certainly not me. Another, another goal for Pittman at the weekend, Luke. So, I know. Wow. I know. Two, in fact, wasn't it? Two? It was, I think he got a couple, yeah. One at the and, start, um, one at the end. He got a couple, and um, he's, it, my bet on him being top scorer in that division is, uh, is looking good. It's intact. It's intact. <laughs> and a fine win away against Blackpool. Uh, who are up for sale now? Which is great <laughs> news for them, by the way. The fact that that, the fact that, um, that, that, that family are going, the Oysters, mm. is mm. fantastic well, news. Will anyone pick them up? I mean... Are you, you interested, are you, Pete? You're trying to, try, stop trying to drive the price down so you can go in there with a bid. <laughs> A Pete Donaldson front of consortium is not what they need at I'm, this point. I'm Morrison and Carlisle, Yeovil Town supporters. Obviously, a big uh, round trip up there and back. They got a free pint and uh, and pie. Oh, that's, that's nice. good, isn't it? That, that is, is good. good. But it was, I think it was one per person. I was thinking, why didn't anybody sell fake moustaches? You could have got two or three out of them. Unbelievable. And this man's come back with a fake moustache and glasses. <laughs> Can I have a pint now? <laughs> I'm pissed. It's not really you are pissed. Not really in the spirit, is it? <laughs> I think it is. Any, any update on Newcastle, Sayer, or is that? No, it's not happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you involved in the process? <laughs> I am very much. I'm trying to drive the price down Me again. and Amanda Staverley, <laughs> whatever her name is. It's got to be a Christmas gift. Come on, gift, I'll chuck in some pianos. <laughs> Imagine if it all got ratified 25th of December. Oh, lovely. It would be magnificent. Or, <laughs> Ashley, 1st of uh, January... I've got a New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm going to get us up the table. No more bids. Can you imagine on Christmas morning St James's Park being wrapped up in a massive Christmas stocking with Sports Direct on it? <laughs> what I would say is, Marcus, that decision, I'm going to get us up the table, 29th of January, <laughs> oh. right at the end of the, uh, of the transfer window. The, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All to, all to play talk of Torres got in Newcastle. Yeah, I wow. saw that on loan. Torres, uh, or was it Southampton or Newcastle? Southampton, yeah. 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 On, yeah what a team up with Rafa, weren't he? Come on. Yeah, come on. Torres at Newcastle. Imagine how excited every Newcastle fan apart from you would get. It'd be yeah. really enjoyable. As he fails to score in his first 10 games. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Right, we're going to talk about Harvey Renard after this. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yes. Yo and Kebab, Shola and Amovi, Hatton Ben Afri. All the classics. Uh-huh. <laughs> now it's time for correspondence with PD. It is time for Correspondence with PD. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I want to say a big hello to George from Watford. In case you haven't seen this yet, David Moyes told The Guardian this morning when discussing if he can bring success to West Ham. If it works, great. If it doesn't, then I'll see the East End of London for seven months. Then I'll go elsewhere. I seven months? That. I saw that. Seven Ferry months. Ferryman. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Cross the Thames. Just do it anyway. Uh, hello, to, hello to Ash, uh, Perth, Australia. Uh, to follow up your mention of the infamous Leicester City, not the only idiot in a Leicester shirt Xmas party uh, in 2001, I thought I would recount a little tale from this night when I was a young drunken university student in the city. Uh, the party concluded the local club Life, uh, which on this and every other Tuesday was hosting its student night. I remember that club. Uh, it was 21s and over. And the only time I ever went, I um, tried to rugby tackle my friend and smash my face on the floor. Anyway. That's revealing your age. My yeah. team, Southampton. <laughs> Moustache fell off. Uh, my team, Southampton, <laughs> had, had uh, demolished Leicester 4 at Filbert Street just days earlier. And so I took it upon myself to have a chat to the team and let uh, them know where it had all gone wrong. Uh, the night I'd started with a long chat with uh, Jamie Scorecroft, where he admitted that he didn't think he was worth five million quid, but was happy to be playing a bit of footy and a heart-to-heart with them. the much maligned uh, AD uh, Panic Bayi who uh, kindly bought me several drinks over the course of the evening and arranged a date to go and play pass back at his. Wow. <laughs> that was quite nice. That's nice. Then I went to, pro- uh, to approach Robbie Savage at the bar, who d- was dressed in a fetching all-white sailor's outfit and was certainly not teetotal at the time. I gave him a bit of stick about the result in the previous game, and Robbie took it well enough with a quick retort of, What are you up to tomorrow, mate? Oh, yeah, got a few lectures, have you, and some packet noodles for tea. I'll be picking up my paycheck for 20 grand this week. Mm. Yeah, I never uh, approached Robbie Savage no, in any no, circumstance. No, no, yeah. no. And then he uh, threatened uh, to have his bouncer beat him up. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that story about that guy rang in on the phone and, and, and accused Robbie Savage of buying like 40 pairs of trainers? Oh, yeah. And he got really annoyed oh, about it to the extent where you knew it had to be true. Fantastic. Uh, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, Caleb from Philadelphia's uh, emailed in. Hello, Ramblers. Long time emailer, first time listener. What is this? Cheers. Neil Mahoney uh, the all-whites play Peru in Wellington not Auckland you tit test the guys on what's the capital of New Zealand you daft racist it's Sydney (laughs) the capital of uh, New Zealand is is, is, um, Sydney Middle Earth (laughs) Um, hello to um, oh Andrew Bissett in Durban South Africa I need to correct Marcus there's a lot of uh, corrections and clarifications this week look at his little face look at his little face oh he's already oh Oh, you're Joe Hart you are Joe Hart expecting better of yourself Jim I'm man enough these are not the enough to you know hold my head (laughs) the way you looked at it it's like you knew what it was no I don't I thought oh crap (laughs) okay 
Right, regarding the doubleheader at World Cup qualifiers between South Africa and uh, Senegal. Yeah. The reason that there are still two games to play is not because the game's cancelled, but because FIFA ordered a game replayed. Yeah, well, this was because you know, of the referee's naughtiness. Wasn't yeah, it? well, South Africa won the game thanks to a penalty for a phantom handball. Subsequently, the ref has been banned for life and FIFA have ordered the wrong, match yeah. be replayed. Neither the FA have been accused of match fixing and as far as I know, there has been no proof of the ref being bribed by Sorry, bookies. I meant that the result was cancelled. Uh, yeah, mm. you were wrong there, Emo. Marcus was right. Thanks, how, how FIFA will handle future games where an obviously wrong match affecting call is made is unclear. Well, Northern Ireland would like to know. I well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about VAR and stuff like that. It's it's going to be interesting that it, it, this surely sets a precedent if uh, they think mm. the referee's not done his job properly. Arsenal yeah. replayed a game as well, didn't they, once because of the old uh, not Sheffield United? United. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very strange, Carnu, wasn't it? I think we should have to play any game again where not 100% of people are happy with the result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so. <laughs> Marcus, how are you going to bounce back from this setback? Well, I think I'll be all right, Jim. There's yeah. plenty of football still to be played. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll be okay. We'll, um, we'll stay as one. Do you want a uh, final, uh, final two? Is, he, is this you researching an emailer and what they've done? No. Oh. no I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that particular thing down. Okay, yeah. What I will say is that the shredder has meant that we've had more emails than ever this oh, week. Oh, really? So thank you oh, very great. much, Evan. Let's do one of those soon. Uh, Joe Whitfield says, Peruse number 10, Jefferson Farfine looks a bit like Jermaine Defoe. I can confirm that is true. Uh, Joe uh, Whitford, I went to college with him. Good lad. Oh, did you? Good yeah, lad. If it's the same one. Uh, Whitfield? Whitfield? Yeah, Whitfield. Whitfield yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve says, hi guys, enjoying the listener stories about not knowing what to say when you meet a famous footballer. And whilst this isn't my story or even the same chord of football, I thought you'd enjoy this. Uh, rugby legend uh, Lawrence Delalio tells a story when England played away in South Africa in the early 90s for the first time following apartheid. Our scrum half, uh, Dewey Morris... Uh, was really nervous about shaking the hand of VIP Nelson Mandela. As Mandela was guided up to the line of players by England captain Will Carling, remember him with yeah. the dimple mm. and the Diana? Yeah. Uh, Morris was in Delalio's ear asking, uh, what do I say to him? He's a world-famous icon. What can I ask him so I don't waste the opportunity? Lawrence had nothing to suggest other than for Morris to relax and be himself. Mandela made his way across the line, and when Will Carling eventually introduced him to the England scrum half, Morris shook his hand and asked Nelson Mandela, do you have car tax here? <laughs> Which I quite like. That's the first thing that came to his yeah. mind. I'm having that. Do you have <laughs> Steve, thank you for that yeah. uh, particular thing. Did I tell you, I might, this might have been a few, a number of years ago on the podcast, but mm. a friend of mine, just a quick one about what do you say to professional footballers, and he bumped into Sean Wright Phillips, who at the time was playing for Chelsea. I don't think you bump into Sean Wright Phillips, you bump over. Yeah, yeah. that's knock him over. He's a big, he's a bloody big bloke, my mate. Is he? And uh, he, he'd had a few England caps, but again, Sean Phillips was never really in the England squad that much. He yeah. was sort of in and out. And uh, I think at the time he probably hadn't had a call up for a while. And my mate saw him and he, he just really wanted to say something. And he just went, oh, Sean Wright Phillips, you represent England really well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did, though. I thought he, yeah. he'd never really let us down. England. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do that much. Yeah, but, but it's, when it's, he it's played, a bit of an he, odd thing to say, though, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's the point. Well, he, he he tried, didn't he? Right, yeah. Phillips. He demonstrably tried, and a lot of people like that. But he I thought he was a good player. He, he got tried. more caps than you'd have thought, I reckon. Yeah. There we are. Are we all far silent? Luke looks definitely not on, on his phone. Shall we move on, then, gentlemen, uh, <laughs> yes. to uh, Ireland? They're at home to Denmark in the second leg at the time mm. of recording. That hasn't happened. The first leg ended nil-nil. <sighs> a worthwhile one is on yeah. the cards in Dublin, we hope. Well, listen, yeah. they've done exactly what we were saying. That it would have been good if Northern Ireland could have done, but, of course, the draw didn't suit them. So they've got Ireland. They've got Denmark back on home turf. Yeah. yeah. You'd fancy them to make it a rip-roaring atmosphere. I think they've got a chance. <laughs> they really I, do I have a chance. Too. I, I watched this. With, I watched the start of this game with my, my good friend Ed, um, and we noticed something. You know, It's one of those things that's just part of the furniture, and you, you don't really question what it is. You know, I can only really describe it as like a sort of respect arch. 
that the players walk through before they come onto the pitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. The pitch. It's just, just an arch. There's yeah, it's quite respect strange. on it. It's like they're told, right, once you've gone through that arch, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to be nice. Okay. You've got to be respectful. <laughs> we should have one of those here on the studio. I think we yeah. should. Yeah. What, would you, what would you write on the arch if you could write anything? Um, I love goals. Ed. Goals. I, yeah. I love Ed, Goal. yeah. goals, goals would have been goals. better. <laughs> so goals are, I suppose there are already two goal arches on the pitch. <laughs> That's true. In this, in this um, game, uh, Dan Randolph made some amazing saves. Mm. He yeah. was really decent. Respectfully as well. He, he was very respectful in his saves. <laughs> and, 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 and Denmark weren't respectful in possession. They had 72% of it. I, Ireland couldn't even. keep the ball. Their passing was no. poor, especially in the, in the opposition's half. They've still got a chance though. Chance of extra time. <laughs> Did you see that on, on TV fairly recently, Craig Bellamy was punditing on a, it might have been Ireland's final group game in the World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh yeah, it was because Ireland, Ireland basically got the result to, to stop Wales going through and Craig Bellamy was really annoyed. And Craig Bellamy in the game, after the game in the punditry, mm. being annoyed because Wales weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. He started giving really backhanded compliments to Martin O'Neill when he played under him. Oh, really? Saying, um, saying, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, with Martin, we wouldn't even know who we were playing this weekend. But his, his man management was very good. It's like <laughs> basically completely undermining him. Yeah. Also, I mean, you can look that up yourself, Craig. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you should know. Yeah, quite. <laughs> <laughs> Stop you doing it, mate. <laughs> I love that. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. We, we've got to move on to uh, the African... World Cup qualifying. Harvey Renard, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I'm so happy for you. Still, oh. wearing, still wearing the same shirt. Yeah. Uh, you don't change your winning formula. That's his brand, mate. That's his brand. The, the shirt looks like it's got the sweat of all the previous management jobs still in it. <laughs> and as the well, good thing it? about it is, right, that's a lucky shirt, right? Oh. So he keeps himself in such good nick that across however many years we've that's been noticing it, he's never had to change it. That, he's, he's not put mm. on any weight at all. He's yeah. committed to the cause. Mm. He is. You can't deny that uh, Morocco will be at the World Cup for the first time since 1998. He got a call from the Moroccan king. Which oh, sounds lovely. almost biblical. Yeah, more like a summoning. <laughs> so he should do. Why wasn't yeah. the king there? Probably has very good reasons, <laughs> and we won't go into that. But uh, they beat Ivory Coast 2-0 in West Africa. Um, With a spectacular cross. Yes, it was, first a, it was a fortunate one, but that really just destroyed mm. Ivory Coast. Oh, you could really, see their the, heads the, went down. The atmosphere in the stadium was absolutely well, phenomenal. Yeah. They got two goals very, very quickly, didn't they? And I think that just mm. did for them. Yeah. Absolutely different. But the home fans were just like, oh, they were getting on the Ivory Coast back when, when, when that happened. And the players, they're just, the shoulders sunken. You look at some of the players that Ivory Coast got. Wilfred Zaha, I always forget that. Because yeah. obviously mm. he did play for England. He I did. Think he was in a friendly, friendly though, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, did he play in a friendly as well? No, I believe he? so, yeah. He started the game for the Ivory Coast. Yeah. I mean, that's backfired on him, really, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, because he's probably thinking, I've got a great chance of, of going to the World Cup here and everything. And mm. no, they haven't. Yeah. And they've some, some good players. Um, Jovino. Well, some good players have, uh, have, have, have missed out on, on going. Serge Aurier. Solomon Kalou was off the bench. But yeah, none of them will be at the finals. Morocco mm. will. And Harvey Renard will, ladies and gentlemen. That's the main thing. Yeah, we're looking forward to that, aren't we? Yes. We it's are. Be a nice, it's nice to, to have a bit of, um, sex appeal. Bit of familiarity. Oh, okay, yeah. but sex appeal's fun. <laughs> so it's We've got sex appeal already with PD, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, you might not be there. Are you allowed <laughs> into Russia? I don't know. I've, I've, not, got any, I've not got any banning orders, <laughs> yeah. but... We can always gain one. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, for what you did in Ukraine that time, um, maybe it's, uh, it's what Ukraine did to me. That's right. That's right. Uh, Senegal, they will be there. They beat South Africa two. But Sadio Mane's hamstring will not. Yes, mm. he's uh, he's not going to play in the dead rubber. The second game, no. And the because his hamstring, is, his hamstring is a dead rubber. Yeah, <laughs> he's feeling a, a dead rubber. What do they do to him? I know. Yeah. I think he's had this problem for a while. I mean, this is this yeah, but he only seems to have it with them. But we talked about Liverpool sending their own physio down there, yeah, to to keep an eye on it. That's worked well. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, there was, well it, maybe it has because they were probably going to play the second game. Come on. The victory <laughs> march in front of the home fans. You might get a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Diafra Sacco, uh, Sacco rather, was among the goals. West Ham's player. Of course, Senegal got some handy players. Koulibaly of Napoli. Idris yeah. Gay. Idris Gay. Uh, Kiyati. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And Moussa Sal. Loves a goal. Yeah, Moussa Sal. So yeah, could be um, could be an interesting side to see in Russia next summer. Along with them, of course, the other African uh, sides: uh, Morocco, of course, uh, Nigeria, Egypt, and Tunisia. Yeah, they're going to be there. Uh, a number of the Tunisian uh, players were asked about who they'd like to face. This is when they got a nil-nil home draw against Libya. Libya were bottom of the group, and uh, Tunisia just needed a point. They did a bit of a Swiss job. They bottled it, you know. Right. But they got the point. They got over the line. Uh, but a few players said, oh, "I'd love to play Argentina because of Messi and all." And some said Brazil. Others said Portugal and Cristiano Ronaldo. And I thought, you're not, you're not really getting the hang of this, are you? <laughs> Most of the England players, who do you want to play? Well, we want to avoid all the best ones. <laughs> yeah, Until, yeah. I mean, what, realistically, the quarters or the semis or it's, something? Like also, that. I find it a little bit sad that the football's got to the point of the haves and have-nots to such an extent now that Tunisia are basically there for a glorified holiday. <laughs> yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to get up close and personal with Yeah, I just want to meet him. Famous players, yeah. yeah. I just want to meet him. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they want to do. They want to meet Messi rather than have an actual chance of getting to the second round. I think there's probably always been a little bit of that in the game. Yeah, right? have they? Have, have Messi and Ronaldo both? They either have just had their third children, or they're both about to. Have, so their third child, or one of them's had one, one's about to. It's like yeah. they've got the same yeah. amount of children being born at the same time. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's almost like they, so they can preserve their legacy. Like in twenty years' time. We'll see who this. No, who yeah. I think my, it, my kid will be better than his kid. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. No, I, th- I think Messi begins uh, the love making, and Ronaldo goes right. I'm in there. I'm in there. Yeah, the alarm's gone off. <laughs> <laughs> the Messi's having sex alarm. I'm going to do a better sex on a lady. Yeah, but, yeah, but Ronaldo though, he's had surrogate mothers before, whereas this one was his girlfriend. Mm. Right. Okay. So um, still but, the same principle though. No, yeah. no, no. It is. Yeah, but I'm just saying like he's that hell bent on getting the better of Messi it's kind of like right well I'll get a surrogate in. do you reckon they'll try and get like do you reckon that Ronaldo will try and have like 314 kids in 300 years like his goal scoring record I'm not stopping I'm not stopping yeah. so, so I get this exact amount of Champions yeah. League goals I've scored it's going to be like Genghis Khan maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. it's more about the sperm count but yeah. another one yeah. another one's gone in yeah. how many has he got yeah I've got four what's his conversion rate <laughs> <laughs> oh dear let's talk about another couple of nil-nils shall we yeah. <laughs> we've still got more what's made us yeah. Australia and New Zealand both registered nil-nil draws in their, their World Cup qualifying playoff first legs the, the second legs are played on Wednesday the Aussies have Honduras at home they will be confident mm. they were the better side in Honduras probably they were should have won it Jim. yeah absolutely I, I feel like you know they sort of we say they have the, the advantage of the second leg at home, but they've done that flight twice, whereas Honduras only do it once because obviously they'll fly back afterwards. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, a good it's true. That, Margin it's an eighteen-hour yeah. flight. Can, can I just have a take a moment to have a quick go at Australia? Yeah, well, of course. It's quite um, quite funny. What, in my opinion, there, there was um, I forget his name now, but some guy on Australian radio, <laughs> some uh-huh. drongo, who interviewed Tim Cahill ahead of the first leg. Oh yeah, mm. uh, and Tim Cahill was an unused substitute because he's trying to shake off an injury, isn't mm. he? So, but anyway, they interviewed Tim Cahill. Oh, and, was, and this guy was. Did you, did you see it? Pete? Yeah, he was, he was very uh, non complimentary about Honduras. Well, he, he was basically trying to make funny jokes to try and make Tim Cahill laugh. Mm-hmm. And um, it was. It just became the most Australian thing ever. Like, you know, quite sort of as you'd imagine them to be. And, and Tim Cahill was like flat batting mm-hmm. it away. And I think he said something like, Oh, you played Syria. Now you're playing Hon- now you now you're playing Honduras, which is the murder capital of the world. Yeah. Um, who are you playing next? ISIS. Oh, yeah, we spoke right. about this on the show last week. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. But, but I'm, I'm giving you the, preamb- the, the preamble to what actually then happened. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, another Australian well, journalist. They played ISIS. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. they beat them one 0 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Were well, the Portsmouth fans there singing "Stand Up" if you hate yeah. ISIS? No, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's another that's another story. They did that. Anyway, another for some reason I was reading about this this morning. For some reason, another 
Australian broadcaster was asked about it, and he just starts called the other broadcaster a dickhead. Yeah, he's a dickhead. <laughs> the problem here is he's a dickhead. And that's very just, Australian. Dick- yeah, exactly. I like that. So I love though, it. Based on last week, what we were saying, it's 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 very Australian anyway. Yeah. It's got even more Australian. Uh-huh. So I don't know what they're going to do next. But at least it's cancelling it out, though. I really hope that Australia qualify and we mm. get them in the group just to see Pete's face every time the ball comes anywhere near Tim Cahill. Well, he'll, he'll, be they'll, they'll beat us. I was going to say. <laughs> they'll literally I'd beat rather us. get Brazil or, or Messi and Argentina because if we, at least we lost to them, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah well, they are better. I think the last yeah. time we played Australia, they beat us, didn't they? Upton Park, A long was it? time ago, yeah. Robbie Rooney? Slater, maybe, scored? No, that wasn't the last time. The last time England beat them 2-1. Right. Possibly at the stadium of light ahead but, of uh, one of the tournaments. Could have been oh, the yeah, that's but right. Was that Upton, Rashford, Rashford. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Was that Upton Park game not Wayne Rooney's international debut? Francis Jeffers no, scored. I think that was in the 90s, wasn't it? What? Oh, well, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but, the, but the Aussies are, are surely favourites for that game. It doesn't matter because they won. And the, and the, <laughs> yeah, and the manager, Postacoglu, said before, uh, sorry, said uh, ahead of the, the second leg, we'll go hard. We'll put the pedal down for 90 minutes. They'll have to keep up with us. And I thought, that's nice. a stuff. Yeah. Get off them, son. Yeah. <laughs> so wonderful stuff. Um, the All-Whites, they're away uh, to Peru for their, their second leg. In uh, in one match report I saw uh, of the, the nil-nil draw that happened in, um, where was it, Toronto or something, <laughs> um, <laughs> in New Zealand, was uh, one of the sub-headlines about Winston, Winston Reid, massive in defence for New Zealand. Yeah. I thought, yeah, he will be, won't he? Yeah. Um, but it was, Do you know they're playing, obviously they're playing the second leg in Lima. Yes, in Peru, which, which is the capital of Peru. It is to those New Zealanders, but it's also sea level, which uh, is important. No, um, Lima is um, isn't Lima at five thousand feet? No, no, Lima's sea level. Oh, is it? Okay, right. Yeah. No, I've been there, mate. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, 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 that shuts me up, then, doesn't it? Cusco is the one that's uh, way at altitude, mm. um, but Lima's uh, at sea level. Did, did you, you see? Oh, sorry, uh, did you see uh, Hong Kong played Bahrain and they booed their own anthem? <laughs> I, just, I, know, <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. There's a bit. I know there's a big like China's got a big kind of uh, law against disrespecting the Chinese national anthem. Yeah. The March of the Volunteers, I think it's called. Something like that. Yeah. Either way, um, the Hong Kong that sounds fans, very Chinese. The Hong Kong's fa- like uh, booed their own national anthem effectively, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah, wow. I did see that. I was tempted to put it in, but I thought, mm. oh, too spicy for you. Well, I just thought we, we're always open to Chinese investors, like well, the rest of. Uh, where's your yeah. bottle gone? Where's your <laughs> bottle gone, mate? Suppose no, he's losing his bottle. World Cup year. <laughs> it's not a World Cup year, technically. Yeah. And, uh, and and sometimes I will leave a little bit of slack for Peter to pick up. We okay. might not pick you for the World Cup next time. <laughs> yeah. You need to step up. Yeah, you've got to think about your standards. Give us oh, a decision to make, Mark. He's all about the nutmegs and friendly games. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to do it when it counts. How dare you. Um, surely Peru are going to go through here. They're ranked 10th in the world. Strong favourites on yeah. Wednesday. They should have won the game. There was, yeah. They had all the play. Stefan Marinovic, uh, I believe his name is the goalkeeper, had a, he had a blinder for New Zealand. That one where he cleared it off the line. Yeah, for, that's that a was proper clearance. player, I think, wasn't it? It but was still, a bit of a defensive. Still, he had to save it. But yeah, he made some really good saves. Yeah. So, um, you, you, yeah, I agree. You probably think Peru are going to... Well done, that man. Uh, well done, that man. A quick mention of Argentina. They beat Russia last week in a friendly. Aguero got the goal. He's now joint third in uh, the Argentinian all-time top scorers. There's one ahead of Maradona. And I like this. Oh. Lionel Messi said of Aguero's achievement, he's been making a lot of goals for City now and he's doing it for the national team. I love it. Yeah. Mm. See, I'm a bit worried about Argentina. Um, primarily <laughs> that... Yep, yeah, fair comment. But no, just right, that, that they're, they're going to be shit. Why is the matter with this? What? The politics are out. Yeah. Yeah, I just think they might be a bit rubbish at the World Cup because they've und- underwhelmed for ages. And you know, we look at the strikers they've got available and the, you know the, the, the depth of that squad on paper. But they have they they have underwhelmed for a long time. And I just want them to be really good. I, I think, and I'm I'm happy to be shot down here, but I think they might be a touch light in midfield actually. If you look at uh, obviously you said they've been they've been 
bad for some time, and they did get to the World Cup final last time. Yeah, I mean, but you know, that was four years ago. <laughs> we, we take that, wouldn't we? Oh yeah, <laughs> to be, to be, I'm not comparing them to our own standards. Well, we, we basically, we're basically doing sit, a Marcus Hart. Well, everyone around this table, apart from Pete, is a different case. Is, is secretly hoping England are going to be good next time because Ruben Loftus Cheek was quite good in the friendly. <laughs> And you're saying they're not that good because they. Cause well, I, to be fair no, to Jim, I'm about, the Dutch you know, did a, finish third at the last World Cup. I'm talking yeah. about from a spectator's point of view. You know, it, we are all aware that England are largely in irrelevance as to how this <laughs> World Cup will pan out in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's I mean, a fair comment. I mean, it is nice to see a team that is a bit light in midfield because pretty much modern football is dominated by midfield yeah. nowadays. True. Well, I think that um, if Argentina have got any sense, they'll play. They'll probably play Mascherano, Otamendi at the back. And they will play long balls to that forward line. <laughs> because, I th- in fact, I think they'll almost play like a 3-3-4. Because I think Messi played at the tip of a diamond shape in midfield. And then you had Aguero. Mm. Um, and I forget who played uh, up front as well. But obviously they've got options with the likes of Dybala, Higuain, Icardi. You know, they've, they've got an absolute flipping... They'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> just, just get it up there, Argentina. If you're listening, long ball. Uh, right, we are going to talk a tiny bit about FIFA after this. <laughs> If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. The preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out Friday morning, everybody, when we'll be looking forward to the return of the Premier League and welcoming a new better loop. Yes, we will, because Stephen Durr didn't make it through tricky international week. He said Peru would be winning at half-time and full-time against New Zealand, but those Kiwis got a creditable draw, so it did. didn't happen. We need someone else. So step up to the plate uh, by emailing show at thefootballramble.com. Mm. It's a tasty weekend of Premier League action this weekend, mm. so don't miss out. Don't miss out. Um, staying with the international football business, the FA are considering a bid to host the World Cup in 2000. And thirty. Now this can't um, go wrong, of course. Apparently, they've already been backed by Germany. Yeah, without any sort of lobbying or anything. And the head of the German FA is called Reinhard Grindel, which I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, is it a trap though? Ah, uh, it could be. Well, I, hope, cur- I hope we're not still doing the Rambler in 2030. The current UEFA president <laughs> believes it'll be England's turn by then. Will he still be UEFA president? I mean, possibly they do. Lot, oh, it's nice of him, isn't it? It'll be England's turn by then. We, yeah. won't, we won't have hosted it for 64 years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Appreciate, um, Appreciate well, that. Well, apparently FIFA have revised their 2026 World Cup bidding process to stop countries being ex- exploited, presumably by FIFA themselves. Yeah. Um, they didn't take out this bit, though, of, uh, of the bidding process, which reads, governments must grant a general tax exemption for FIFA <laughs> and all FIFA subsidiaries limited to the period of preparation, delivery and wrap-up ending on the 31st of December 2028. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two and a half years We're coming after. to your country, we're bleeding it dry, we're not paying tax. Yeah. And, and, and on the authority of who? Oh, just us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just because we say. Yeah. So, um, we look forward to that. And mm. um, now it's time for Going for Gold. It is time for Going for Gold with me. Where's that? Going for Gold. 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 You ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to I sneeze. So. You need to sneeze. Away from Mike. Yeah, sorry. Go on, carry on. I'll, I'll sort it out. Shall I, play, shall I play the jingle again while you sneeze? No, I can't do it on demand. It's gone now anyway. <laughs> it's gone. It's oh, a frustrating no. thing, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little bit. I'll do it later. It's fine. Don't That's worry, like bro. a fifth of an orgasm <laughs> that you didn't have. <laughs> You're not Leo Messi or so Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, oh, God, I read out the uh, winner, the actual blog. Uh, Wayne, <laughs> uh, and it is a blog. Wayne Walker. Thank you for this. Uh, not a real person. So Wayne, Wa- <laughs> Wayne Walker. Um, I was born on the 24th of July, 1971. Stop. Nigel Martin. Nice. Nice, but incorrect. Okay. Uh, stop. Uh, Peter Beagree. <laughs> no, incorrect. I was born in Campo San Piero, Italy. Stop. 
Um, <clears throat> Roberto Baggio. Incorrect. Stop. Dimitrio Albertini. Incorrect. Stop. Um, <clears throat> Costa Curta. Incorrect. I had my um, professional debut for Torino against Lazio at the age of 19. Stop. Beppe Signori. Incorrect. Oh, that's a good guess, that. Stop. Roberto Mancini. Incorrect. At Torino, I won Serie B and the Mitrova Cup. Stop. Andrea Salenzi. Incorrect. Oh, the brush. <laughs> well, I think we are just naming nine yeah, Italian players, Italian and I couldn't Stop. be happier. Benito Carbone. Incorrect. Uh, in my career, I also won the UEFA Cup three times, the Coppa Italia once and the Super Coppa Italia once. Oh, uh, stop. Fabrizio Ravanelli. Incorrect. Other than nine games of Blackburn Rovers and the Grim Souness, I spent my entire career in Italy. Stop. Christian Vieri. Incorrect. Did he play for Blackburn or have I just had a... <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine that. <laughs> as well as Torino and Blackburn, I played for Inter Milan, Juve, Lazio, Ancona and Triestina. Oh, and Juventus. Stop. Fabio Grosso? Incorrect. No, too Blackburn. I, th- I don't know why I thought that Blackburn. I played 60 times for Italy, stop. scoring seven... I stop. stop. Dino Baggio. Dino Baggio. Yes! Well done, Jim. Well done. I thought you weren't well going to get that because you went for Roberto really early on. Well I, I always I... said Dino when I said Roberto, but mm. I didn't. So you win. I'm a World yeah. Cup runner-up. <laughs> I played 60 times for Italy, scoring seven goals. I retired in 2005. I was wounded during a match in 98 by a knife thrown by a Krakow supporter. Uh, and I was a World Cup runner-up in 94. I am not Roberto. I am Dino Baggio. Oh, we would have got it on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wayne Walker. Scored a cracking goal against Spain in the knockouts of uh, World Cup oh, he's 94. He's a great player. But Roberto Baggio is my first footballing crush, so he was only ever a pale comparison compared Who, to that. Who's your current one? Man. Ooh, that's a good point, actually. Um... Scott Sellers. Stop. Stop. Scott Sellers. Stop, Scott Sellers. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure. Of course, we will be back on Friday with the preview show and we'll be talking about them Premier Leagues. And we're back with Wednesday with On the Continent, uh, summing up a bit of this uh, European playoff action, I expect. Mm. And uh, hello to Scott Sellers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to have you with us, Scott. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, Goodbye, Scott. (laughs) Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Mind how you drive, mate. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.